Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tinkser. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind that both employees and customers love and support. Thanks to BizSimply for sponsoring this episode as our show partner, and BizSimply is the all-in-one HR workforce management rotate operations software designed and built by hospitality experts to make every shift run like clockwork. And we join forces to help the industry find new ways to become even more innovative in how we lead our people, how we operate, to how we grow our businesses, to how we serve our customers. Together, we want to share strategies and tools that can make the industry thrive long-term, not just survive. I think that's so important and it's something we're always questioning as a department and we're very introspective, so we're always thinking, how's that working? How's it working for our staff? Is this really delivering what they need? And for us, really building that employee voice over the past few years since the pandemic has become a real focus for us to be able to understand our employees and you know not make assumptions about how they're feeling or, or what they need, but to really listen to them, listen to that undercurrent of what they want from a business, what they need from a business. The world is changing so quickly after COVID, as you said as well. So to just keep pace with that, it, you know, it's changing even every six months or so. And our strategy, the way we respond, it's really important that we kind of keep our finger on the pulse as a HR department and, and respond to their needs quickly. This week, we have two great guests here on the show. Director of People and Training, Victoria Freeman, and HR and Training Manager, Holly Norrington, from the award-winning catering company, Thomas Franks. And Thomas Franks is known for being a company that pushes the boundaries of what contract catering can look like. And you will learn they're fanatical about food and their people. And we'll get an insight into how they're building a great place to work and actually how putting people first now have become a true competitive edge for them as they grow across the borders into Europe. We will hear about the history and how the company was founded and also leading up to today where they have won numbers of awards for their great people practices to mention a few, the KTs and the Great Place to Work Awards. We also get insights into how they structured their decision power as an organization and how having clarity of purpose and direction is key as you scale culture. They share some of the practices they're doing to enforce a positive and safe workplace culture and how they've seen this contributing to stronger business results, both short and long term. We discussed the power of having a people strategy that's connected to the wider business strategy and how they're constantly reviewing their strategies to fit to the challenges in the market, the ones that's inside the business and as well the needs of their people. If you want to get more insights on what Maverick leaders know and do, as well as more backstage info on the show, sign up for the weekly newsletter Maverick Talk, five minutes each week that could transform your leadership and business forever. Find the link in the show notes or visit Hospitality Mavericks and sign up there. This episode will make you think differently about how your people and your culture can give you 
that competitive advantage you need in a constantly ever-changing market. Enjoy. Building a great place to work is incredible hard work. I've been lucky to be part of that myself before, and I know a lot of people that has worked on that. And it's not just the recognition you get when you win the award, a great place to work, but actually the real, real gratification I has to talk with Vicky and Holly, who was the guest today about, is when you see it starts to become day-to-day things, the activities you did actually to build that great place to work. So with that said, I would like to welcome you to Vicky and Holly from Thomas Franks, welcome to the show. I'm super excited about today's conversation. Thank you. Really excited too. Lovely to be here. And people out there, I think it'd be good to us just to get some. I said Thomas Franks. Some people said yes, we know who Thomas Franks is, but more from a context point of view, who is like Thomas Franks, and what is you know your guys' respective roles within Thomas Franks? Okay. Thomas Franks, we are a contract catering company. We founded in 2004 by Frank and Emma Bothwell, our founders, who are still very much leaders of the business. So it's our 20th anniversary coming up next year, which will be an exciting year for us. We work within BNI locations and also independent school locations. We have approximately 2,000 employees now, based across the UK and Europe. And for people listening in, you said something, you said an acronym called BNI. So BNI, what type of business organizations are those? Business and industry locations. So we do the catering for a variety of different businesses all, all the way across the country. Right, so that will be like corporate offices and, and, and so on. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And we, we, we provide all of their catering services. So it will be looking after and managing their restaurants, looking after all of their hospitality needs. We look after the whole function, work really closely with them to provide bespoke services to them. So whatever they need, and there are a wide range of different clients with a variety of needs, and we look after all of those and focus our services to to them. And, and Vicky, what is is your specific role in Thomas Frank? Because we've been talking about the the subject we'll dive into in a moment is how do you actually build a, a great place to work and what are the rewards from that? But what what is your role and in Thomas Frank's and how do you contribute to to the day to day running of the business? I'm director of people and training, so I'm lucky enough to lead the people team, learning and development team, and to work really closely with Frank Boswell and the, and the rest of the board and, and to support all of our people across the business. Yeah. And Holly, the same question to you, like, what is, what is your role and how do you contribute to the, the business on a day-to-day level? Yeah, so I'm the HR and training manager for Thomas Franks. So working with the team, getting very much stuck into all things people, be that training, be it employee relation, transferring a new contract, sales presentations, a real variety of things and very much working closely with our team members, with our managers to support 
our people people function to support the development of our people, the well-being of our people, and that perspective, really. Great, great. I think as a team, it, it's our role to make sure that the employee experience is the best it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that fits really well on today's subject because actually how all this happened, I think we, we maybe wasn't clear about that in the beginning. It was actually because there was actually a demand from you guys, the audience out there. Some of you actually wanted to know what's going on in catering, they said, because there was one specific, I wrote that down today. I found that in, in the survey we did said that this, you know, misunderstood part of hospitality and food service, for that sake, and there's so many great things going on. And then I thought, okay, I come from restaurant background, hospitality, done a little bit of catering. Well, and then I started following some people and I actually started following Frank on LinkedIn. And then I saw he posted about great place to work. How do we, and then I thought, this is great. You know, they actually, there's actually companies within there that's doing really, really great work to be a great employer. And especially in these times where everybody's asking the question, how do we build that employer experience you guys just talked about? aptly makes you stand out and actually make you become, you know, a, a secret, the secret source to maybe the, the super, what makes you super competitive. Maybe we can dive a bit into that and actually talk a bit about, you know, how do we actually build a great place to work? I know it's a huge question because there's lots that feeds into this. Maybe give you an overview of the journey you've been on and, you know, how you end up where winning the KTs, the great place to work awards and many, many other things. I think from my perspective, I think alongside obviously a business strategy to, to deliver such brilliant service, one of our key goals as an organization is to be a brilliant place to work. There is such a drive from the leadership team and certainly from our department for us to, uh, I guess serve our employees in that way so that we are a great place to work, so that we are, you know, we have a great reputation, that people enjoy their time at work, um, that we can support our employees. And that's what's really apparent to me and what um, interests me as a HR practitioner is that there is such a drive to obviously deliver a great service, to do what we do best as a business, but to be a brilliant place to work, to be an interesting, a fun place to work where people can develop and be creative and so I find that such a key driver for us as a business. Absolutely and I think it goes back to the founding principles of the business and the ensuring that the values upon which the business was built are retained and that we live and breathe those values as a as a group of people and that our innovations, our policies, our procedures, everything that we do links in with that. We are very much a people-focused business. And I think the the values that we have really are, are clear in the people that we employ, how we develop our people and the initiatives that we put in place. And, and Frank, and the leadership team are completely behind those values and everything that we do is, is true to those. So actually what you're saying is that it hasn't been like a journey where it says we want to go and win some awards. It's actually mm -mm. all the way to the, the founding roots 
of the business and actually just improving that, being on that journey all the time that's actually brought you to the award. That's, that's correct. I think one of the, one of the most defining periods for Thomas Franks was how we responded as a business to the pandemic. Mm. During that time, it was clear that everybody stayed true to what we believed in. The, we came together as a business. We were with the support of the board and, and Frank, we were able to retain our employees. We worked together on setting up feeding communities, which was a huge initiative that brought together our clients, our employees, brought us all together really during the most difficult of times to try to focus on food poverty and improving food poverty for our communities. So we, we very much worked together throughout that time, focused on our values, supporting each other. And I think that's what helped to ensure that we got through that difficult time and we were able to, to, to build upon the values that we have and retain those values. You said something interesting, Vicky, and you can both pitch in on this because one of the things we did a piece of work during the pandemic as well, trying to understand why does people pay or companies behave in so, such a different way in, in that environment where the obvious thing would be what you just said, definitely where, where I'm coming from. It's all about, you know, what we found out was like, you know, the direction and purpose of the business and the purpose was built from the foundation of how it was founded. And then the beliefs, again, there's a build in that. And you can have different beliefs, but beliefs, you know, in a way fosters action and action fosters that you strengthen that belief. And therefore you take more actions like that. And it becomes this self-professing process. Is that something you're very aware about as you're developing, you know, your HR initiatives and so on, that actually you always have to go back and look at those things and see, do we actually now live by the, the beliefs? Because that's one of the things we found was there was a very strong, everything was structured around beliefs in business. Yeah, I think that's so important and it's something we're always questioning as a department and we're very introspective, so we're always thinking, how's that working? How's it working for our staff? Is this really delivering what they need? And for us, really building that employee voice over the past few years since the pandemic has become a real focus for us to be able to understand our employees and, you know, not make assumptions about how they're feeling or, or what they need, but to really listen to them, listen to that undercurrent of what they want from a business, what they need from a business. The world is changing so quickly after COVID, as you said as well. So to just keep pace with that, it's, you know, it's changing even every six months or so. And our strategy, the way we respond, it's really important that we kind of keep our finger on the pulse as a HR department and, and respond to their need quickly. Is there, is there, you know, is there some specific beliefs you would say that's often used in the connection with Thomas Franks? Because when I talk with other business leaders, there's often, there's a couple of those really high on the agenda and everything you do is a couple of examples you can give because to, just to, to, you know, clarify what a belief is in, in the world of Thomas Franks. 
I would suggest one of our beliefs is in giving in, in empowerment. We believe that to empower our employees is a really positive value. I, th- I think it, it creates innovation. It allows our people to bring their ideas to life, to innovate, to feel part of the business, part of something bigger. They're, they're able to make decisions and able to learn and to grow and also to be able to make mistakes and be allowed to make those mistakes and to learn from them. It's really interesting, again, what you're saying there, Vicky, because actually I was, as I was preparing for this, I suddenly reflected on last year in, in something called Mission Kitchen in London, another project I'm involved in. We're a small startup. We're very much at MVP phase there. And now I know what Thomas Franks is. Thomas Franks had a kitchen there and there was a couple of people working in that. I can't remember. I can remember the faces I thought I could probably find out what the names was. But that doesn't really matter. But I could really feel from when I started diving into it, preparing for this and what you're saying now, you had people that are very empowered on themselves, but also they were very helpful. They were like, you know, they were very experienced people and they were helping the small businesses. I was noticing. And I was, we were invited in when they were trying something out to come in and get some, some senior people that was on the visit to taste the product they were working on and get some really, really strong feedback from very experienced people. So again, it's, it's just really interesting when you meet a company, in my view, that I didn't know about really existed, that really big, but it's, it feels a bit like I was saying you have this humble existence and I don't know if that's right, but that's definitely the perception that there's a very, there's some humbleness around the culture and, and a very helpfulness. I don't know if that's also coming true in the way you build your employee journey and deliver the hospitality experience. Yeah, definitely. I think we're very much for want of a better phrase, a kind of yes company. So people bring ideas to the table and it's, yes, let's hear the idea, you know, let's see how we can help. And that is a a big part of our ethos, a big part of our beliefs, which is very much led by having an entrepreneur like Frank at the helm of the business that, you know what, yes, we can do that. And it's, you know, there's, you know, there's obviously planning and discussion that all takes place around it, but the instinct is how can we help? Yes. How can we do that? Yes. How can we bring our ideas into this? And that really clear to see across people who really understand what it means to be kind of a part of Thomas Franks is that, that belief that, yeah, we can do that. Let's give it a try and, and let's see how it goes. We all work together. I, I think it, it's a humble business because we all see our roles as being part of the same thing. We're all working to the same, to the same end. We're working closely with our communities, with each other, even though we're in HR, so we're, we're, we're perhaps not at the, at the front of the business. We like to become involved in that whenever we can. If there's a big event on, we'll go out and help. We'll go, we'll, we'll enjoy being part of that experience. Um, and Frank himself is, he leads that really. He, he will get involved in every part of the business and he's really happy to do that. Yeah, that, that's really interesting because in my own experience as well, where, you know, you were probably perceived in the front line as, as senior people, that way the senior people get involved in the front line is again, a belief 
I guess. It's a very big belief of the company and the, it goes back to the founders, I guess. And actually the importance of being involved when needed and when help has to come, it's, it builds a very strong culture. And then for the audience, I spent my years in, in McDonald's, they know that. And actually, even when you get to head office, you have one or two days a year where you're going to be involved in very specific big things going on. It could be something where it's a, a big sales day, then you're out supporting the restaurants, but you're definitely in the restaurants every year. Which actually can build that you don't lose the disconnection on from who you actually are serving in principle, the customers and the employees that works in the front line. Um, could you talk, share a couple of, because what I think people would be very interested in say, oh yeah, it's on Frank, we want these awards, they have this great culture, it's always it's a bit untangible, if you're not in it, you can, you can talk and you can write all about, but what is specific initiative you are driving to build, you know, this culture right now, because th that's what it comes down to. It's, it's one thing that you want to have the right people strategy in place to support the business strategy. What are the, the key initiatives you are driving right now to be this great employer now and uh, for, for longevity point of view as well? I think one of the key focuses for us is well-being, which is a bit of a buzzword at the moment, but for good reason, you know, as we mentioned, everyone feels differently after coming out of the pandemic. And I think that's why it's become such a current topic for us. So even simple things like having an employee assistance program can be such a huge step towards supporting employees. But likewise, you know, we're going even further than that with our nutrition team and partnering with the Burnt Chef Project as well to support um, mental health in, in chefs. You know, we've got mental health first aiders and ambassadors across the business in place so that there's more than just support from the HR department, for example, or management. They're actually getting peer support as well. So that, you know, there's people they know across the business that they can call upon. So for us, well-being has been a, a huge um, focus and a huge part of our strategy and plan to see how we can best support our employee. And I think as part of that, just listening to people on a case-by-case -case basis and, and working out you know, how can we support that person best as an employer? It has been really crucial to that and, and taking quite a, a human approach to it, really. And it's something that our managers have really embraced. So that's been a huge part of being able to do that is having them on board. Yeah, and just really adding to that, it's important for us and for our employees' well-being to feel that they can bring their authentic selves to work, that they can be who they are. And I think that was recognized in the, in the award we received for in the Times Best Places to Work this year. We got a special award for, for diversity, which I think recognized the work that we do to try to encourage people to feel good about coming to work. We also have, again, with in terms of well-being, we try to encourage people to see that it's it's okay not to be okay and it's and if there are issues and problems they can speak to people they can speak to their managers we have some thomas frank's external ambassadors like josh quigley who talk about very openly their own experiences and make it okay make it make it good to talk and to seek help and so i think our our team members were encouraged to prioritize 
their own well-being and, and that of their teams. And how have you felt as an organization coming out on the other side of the pandemic? I guess you have similar challenges like any operators and having enough of it. I guess it's a it seems like it's a tad, like nobody has still told me that's not a challenge for us. How do you see in that world and how is that again connected, I guess, to the to the well-being? Because I guess when the pressure is high, when you don't have enough hands, that has an impact on on well-being. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's certainly been times when recruiting talent has been um, a challenge, I think, for every single person in hospitality, mm -hmm. you know, across the country. But we've had, we've had a really successful year in our recruitment and we're at a place where it's, you know, our talent management now is, is very strong and we're in a position where people really want to come and work for Thomas Franks, which is absolutely brilliant. And, We've got a fantastic head of recruitment in Nikhil, who has really pushed that strategy forward to, you know, make sure that roles are well supported, teams are fully staffed where possible. That, and I think the, the working relationships between our operations managers supports that even more because you know, people aren't working in silos. They're part of something bigger where they can draw on support from across the business, which is is so helpful and because they've built those relationships because that's the kind of culture that we've been able to foster it really helped us to navigate that yeah what what, what was a crisis for i think for most of the hospitality industry you know a year or two ago so yeah i think i think our we have a, a around three percent vacancy level at the moment which is amazing and that's down to the hard work of everybody in in the business really to to make sure that everybody feels valued so that we we're able to retain them the other side of this is also about growing our own talent we've we've put a lot of effort as a business into making sure that our people get opportunities to develop and grow there are challenges in the hospitality industry and we've all got got to contribute to to growing the employees of the future within hospitality um, we have some great learning and developments and great apprenticeships um, and I think as people go through those apprenticeships and they're developed and they can see people can see their colleagues developing and moving from moving up and across the business and becoming the new leaders I think it inspires others to to take on those opportunities themselves. And that's something that's been really effective. By way of example, our MD, Blaine, he started as hospitality assistant and has worked in pretty much, I think, every role within the business to um, become a really rounded, knowledgeable and experienced managing director. And people can see that happening and can be part of that. And that's something that's really exciting for us. Yeah, I think it just demonstrates that Thomas Frank take people's development seriously. Like, you, mm. you know, can join us, you can grow with us. We want to grow with you. We've got the resource to do that. And yeah, I think it just shows that it, it's totally possible for you. It's critical to listen to you because there is an element of there is a strategy, a people strategy in place to support the business strategy. But 
lots of people listening into this, including myself, understand the ability to get the organization involved in delivering people's strategy. And you talk about the, the ops manager as well, really be involved in solving the recruitment crisis. So everybody is involved. And there's, a, there's a challenge for the business. Everybody's involved. But just also, but one of the things we didn't touch on from the beginning, which we probably should, I should probably ask that question. So, so what kind of size of organization are we talking about? Because people say, oh, that's all good. You maybe they will think, oh, that's a small organization since they can make all these things happening. What size are you and, and geographical, how you spread? We, we have around 2,000 employees across the UK and, and Europe. The key, I think, to the structure, we are very close to the communities that we work in. So we, we use local suppliers for our food. We have a structure that supports on a local regional basis. Our operations managers who support our locations have a maximum of 10 locations that they're responsible for. So everyone is very close to a decision maker, very close to a leader. There's, there's, there's real support there. And within that, within that structure, I think our leaders and our managers are really accessible. When you think about, uh, we're in Europe as well, aren't we? So we've got locations over in Portugal, Malta, and we're just taking on Lithuania and, and Switzerland. So for wow. us, you know, ha- making sure we're close to those communities as close as we are to the, to the ones in the UK from Scotland right the way down to Cornwall. It's just as important that, that Thomas Frank's Portugal is is very much Portuguese. It embraces Portuguese yeah. culture and it, it's led by people local to the area. So that, that's very important to us and kind of spills out across, across Europe as we grow. And I think as we grow, we make sure that the infrastructure is in place before we grow. So we, we really invest in making sure that we have enough managers in place before they have the, the kind of maximum level of locations that they'd be looking after. It's all very much set up ahead of time. Yeah. And one of the things I was thinking as you were telling that is incredible story, you know, you're growing in an environment that's very difficult. And I don't know if that, that you can, you can tell me that, but it's that connection between your focusing on, focusing on and your, your constant focusing on improving your approach to people and the business result growth, you can say here, yeah, this is, we're talking about growth, you're going into new markets and that brings on another challenge that another question I would like to ask, but first of all, if, do you, you know, besides saying, we often like to say, you know, if you get your people right, you can, you can have happy customers and then sales will increase and then profits. But is, is that true? Can you see that like having that, you know, people first approach really work for Tom and Frank's? It, re- it really does. If you look, as we've just discussed, the retention issues focusing on our people means we can retain the best people, the best talent. We can grow because we have that those people in place. I think it, we would really struggle to achieve the things that we're doing if we didn't have happy people who are prepared, who really want to believe in the business and want to be part of it. I think it, it means that we do have that capacity to, to, to grow and develop. 
really because of that. The, the more motivated and involved and the more part of the business that people feel, the more they will contribute, the more they, the more energy and achievement there will be within within that the business. I'd be interested with how you how you articulate that because also what I hear you say, if I take my really commercial hat on, this is like an investment bit. It's as important as menu development, following the trends, all the commercial bits. This is it's the same kind of attention it has as you are developing the general business strategy. These capabilities, you can call them as well, if you have to use the really, really heavy words, but like it's how you actually get those investments in place before you grow. Whereas it like, you know, you, if you don't have the, the infrastructure, the either suppliers and so on, you can't move to Portugal or doing that thing. And you may be, I don't know how you expanded to Portugal, be, be taking over an existing team or whatever it is, but you can't do that if you don't have your foundations in place and done your investments. No, it's so much harder without that in place, definitely. If there's something you could, because it's always, you know, you won these awards and people listen to this and I'm sitting and nodding. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. It's a, like something that really makes you stand out where you just think that that's, that's Thomas Franks. That's, that's why we are so successful around the people bit. Is there something specific you, because everybody I looked into, because I'm obsessed about finding out this, is that there's no algorithm. What Thomas Frank does, nobody else can. What McDonald's does, nobody else can. What Singerman's does, nobody else can. What Moakley's does, nobody else can do. What is it that Thomas Frank does, do you believe? What is it if you should articulate those value toss points in the employee journey? What is it that you do that's so unique and so Thomas Frank's? I think kind of circling back to something you said earlier, Vicky, about empowerment is really key for us. And people having that autonomy to be able to to be creative in their job, to have fun, to to build something for them, but also for Thomas Franks. You know, every single team we have is completely different. They'll run completely different theme days. They'll, you know, we have, we always say we've got general assistants you know, in the business and a general assistant in one job will do something completely different to a general assistant in another job, but they will all, I think it's that investment that they have, that, that care they put into the role that really makes them Thomas Franks in a way, you know, Frank will go into location and he'll know every person there. He'll shake their hand. He'll ask them how their family are and he knows all their names and they'll tell them, Oh yeah, you know the little boy at lunch today. They know all the little kids by their own names. They they have such a knowledge, such a passion for what they do, for their role. And for me, I think that's what I see in, in the people who really make Thomas Franks what it is. It's probably the passion that they have for their own role, whatever that role is, and just having that freedom to be intense and passionate and and fun with whatever they're doing i think for me that is a thomas franks person and i think it is really hard to articulate that's something that we're always trying to understand more and more people are people are allowed and encouraged to bring forward ideas and some of the best things that we have done have come from our team members um 
leading communities, for example, was born out of one of our one of our chef's ideas. He took it to Frank and and Frank thought it was fantastic. And and that, you know, that's how that that whole in a um project began. It was it was an employee who was had an idea and Frank and the leadership team believed in it and and ran with it. And I think that's what happens so much across the business. Frank will rarely say no to anything. He'll ask questions and he'll make sure that the right support is there for something to to happen. But but he will encourage innovation and ideas and he'll get behind it. And that's really special. And I think also just on the back of that, Vicky, because of that, people feel like they they've got a piece of Thomas Franks. Thomas Franks is a piece of them because they they feel their contribution. They can see their contribution. They they know that it's an important part of of what happens. They they feel needed. They are needed. So it's they are very much very much so, and that makes it a really. That, I think that's what instills the passion in. That, that's really interesting because what what are you doing something from a people strategy point of view or as an initiative? Are you trying to facilitate that to have? Do you have like? ways you go around that is it like a specific part of the way you onboard people is it the way you recruit people that you get this you think and maybe you don't have the answer because sometimes you can't answer that because it just happens because that's our culture but is there like something where you say okay we're actually trying here to facilitate that somehow that people can come to frank with the idea or the leadership team or you know, they are, we are looking for certain types of people because every organization are looking for different types of people. Nobody is competing for, for the same people. I often say could be crossovers between some companies, but mostly the people enjoy being in an organization really lives it out. It's because they're a great fit. I think it's all of those things. It's making sure that, that our recruitment is based around the values of the business. We're looking for people that have similar values. We, I think we, we don't, we don't have a set idea of, of what a successful person in Thomas Franks might look like. I think we, anyone within the business can be, become a leader. Anyone has that capacity to, to grow. And so we, we have such a wide range of different team members. Um, it's not something specific. It's, it's how they behave, what they, what they value that makes them a part of the team. And I think we've got really diverse teams and, and that is part of what we ensure we create. We don't have a specific set idea of, of what a manager a leader might look like and that way we get mm. some really exciting individuals coming through the business and and bringing innovation and fresh ideas and from a people perspective i think it's about how we how we manage our people how we you know how we as hr practitioners advise and guide to those managers that when a problem comes about we we take a very human approach we try to encourage you know, great communication, you know, sympathy, empathy, all those things that allow relationships to be built between teams, between line managers and employees, between peers and colleagues, so that there is that 
human understanding because catering can be a very stressful environment. Problems do yeah. come up. It's inevitable. From our, yeah, from our perspective, our strategy is very much to, to advise and, and guide our managers in this way. And, you know, those who have been with us for a long time understand that, really grasp that. And people who join us find that quite refreshing in some cases, hopefully, and find it quite different from perhaps other places they've worked. And that is very much part of our onboarding process. We make sure that, that we spend a lot of time with people when they join us, ensuring that they understand the business, understand our approach, and, and we support them and uh, introduce them to that, invest time in doing that. Is there like a step way of how you're planning this, you know, from, from an, a, an HR plan strategy? Do you have like a cycle you run or are you... It's very much of what's happening. You know, now we're out of the pandemic, you know, uncertainty is still huge, but I guess we need some kind of plans in place to really foster the things you're talking about, the, the well-being strategy you talked about early on. Do you have like a, a way of working within HR together with the business strategy and I don't know the specific time of year or where you come together with the business to really formulate the future ahead? We, we do have a very clear annual HR plan that focuses on all of the areas that within the business, within HR, reward, recognition, employee relations, resourcing, and so on. And so we, we set our plan, um, at the start of the year and we link that to the business plan and the business priorities, make sure that we, we are helping the business to achieve its objectives through, through our own plan. And we review that. We review different sections of that plan as a team on a weekly basis, on a, a team's meeting on a weekly basis. We focus on a particular section of that plan and how we're doing. We review it. We change it. Things have developed if things have changed. And we're just coming to the end and of of that cycle and the start of a new one, looking to review how far, how much we've achieved and, and what we need to do for next year. And it's, it, it, it's quite, it's quite satisfying seeing that, seeing those achievements being met. So those, those objectives being met as a team. I think the, the, the percentage you talked about before compared to numbers of roles available in the organization tells a lot. I would say awards and other awards, that's a, a huge, huge outcome. I think many listening in or people in the industry were saying, if I could just be there, I, I hear everything from, from, from 11, 10, 9, up to 40s in, in, in some cases. Mm-hmm. What has been like your most significant learning on this journey? Because also, you know, building a great place to work in a very you know, what we call disruptive time in history. When we look back, we'll probably look at the, the years, this decade as something that really changed hospitality in many ways, especially with the pandemic as a, a catalyst for that. But is there any significant learnings you take away as HR people from, from the last couple of years? I think if you, if you stay true to your values, if you look after your people and you look at the longer term rather than just the short term, I think you, that is 
our learning, I think, is that doing that does have rewards in the end. You know, you have you can't look at right now without you have to invest in the future. I think everything that that we're doing is to invest in our people now for for the future, and then you see the rewards as you go on that journey. And you can never take anything for granted. We don't take for granted the way things are now. We 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 can't stand still. We've always got to be thinking ahead. What more can we do? I think that's that's really important. We're in a good we're in a really good place, but we have to make sure that we work hard to keep that keep that happening. That's actually in a way, Vicky, you, 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 you wrap two questions together because of that, what, what would your top advice be? And, and I think you, you already given the advice in, in, in that answer. I don't know. Maybe you have something because I wanted to ask what advice would you give to build a great place to work? But actually, I think you said it very well there. This is actually the learning and also advice going forward for others. It, um, I always want to ask this question because sometimes it comes from very good stuff out of it. What is the one question you wish I've asked you about building a great place to work with, which I didn't. And what would that question be? And would you, what would you answer? Well, we often think that hospitality can have a very, I don't know, difficult reputation in the world of work. And yeah, I think what would, what makes hospitality such a great industry to work in. And I think there's that adrenaline that that fun hard-working energy that brings out passion in people that you don't often see elsewhere and um for us that's the one thing that we find makes it such a a fun energetic place to work you know it's thomas ranks is full of people who don't like standing still who are always thinking about the next thing um and I think that's kind of what unites us all, really, probably. And it's super interesting when you when you say that, because actually one of the things I can see happening right now is also the human connection that working hospitality can give. And and I really, I deeply myself believe that's what's going to make hospitality, wouldn't you say great again, just get on the radar again, because at some point people want to have human contacts. I know we're doing this online right now, but we also are all a bit tired of online stuff. We need to go out and connect and I'm going to an event tonight. I'm super excited about that because again, mm -hmm. I'm out meeting people and actually it's taking a very long time to get out of that. And I actually believe that hospitality will benefit of that also in the generations to come. Uh, my son told me the other day, and that will make you guys happy. He wants to work in, in food and, and hospitality and of course, okay. when you don't spend your life there, you say, yes, that's great. And they think, oh, is that actually so great? Because like, see, my, same that my mom said, so it was also a hospitality operator and run her own businesses. She thought that I should be something in technology and, and she's so happy I'm not today, but you can see as parents <laughs> also have to you know, embrace that our kids wants to, he's eight years old. So it's a couple of years before he's ready. Oh, but, we'll um, keep in touch. We'll yeah. Time to go to school. He's a, he's a very good boy. He's very, he can already, so he will be very good in the kitchen. Perfect. He's learned life skills. So, um, yeah. so, 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 so with that said, I think that was a really good point, Holly, as well. We just have to remind ourselves that, and people listening, not outside the industry, there's so much to, to get from, from this industry. And 
And you've proven it by creating a great place to work in a way. Where can people, if they really want to, okay, really want to talk with Vicky or Holly or both of you to hear more about that journey, because we can only cover so much we can today. What is the best way to reach out to you? Where do they find out more about Thomas Franks? Where should people go? Uh, we're both on LinkedIn. You can find us on LinkedIn, Thomas Frank. Um, our LinkedIn page is, is very, very busy. There's absolutely loads going on there. Um, our marketing team are wonderful and we're shouting about all the things we're doing and all the things our teams are doing all the time. Um, so that's a great place to start. We've got very active um, social media. We've got Twitter, Instagram and our website. So come and have a look. There's absolutely loads to see. So come and come and talk to us. We're very happy to chat. Then we will, of course, help you as always. We'll put all these links we can find into the, into the, the show notes. Yes. You can reach out that way. Great. Thank you so much, Vicky and Holly, for, for taking the time and, and share the journey of people and the hospital is a great place to work and all the great things that are happening at Thomas Franks. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. I really appreciate that you're listening in. So if you enjoyed today's conversation, please share with others rate it or give it a review or subscribe to one of our channels which all can be done via the website hospitalitymavericks.com I believe that reading books is key to become a great leader so I've helped you with a curated list of some of the books that have impacted the guests here in the show and myself over the years find it on Hospitality Mavericks website hospitalitymavericks.com under the reading list a big thank you to BizTemply for supporting us, bringing great insights, strategies, and tools to help leaders to become better every day. Check them out at BizSimply.com or on their social at BizSimply or BizSimplyHQ. You can also email them directly at podcast at BizSimply.com. If you have any ideas or feedback for the show or other thoughts, reach out to me via LinkedIn or my email, michael at hospitalitymaverick.com. I'm Michael Tingsev, and you've been listening to the Hospitality Maverick Podcast Show. Be Maverick!